welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the one and only Jerry Springer. Yeah. Am I? I wonder, am I, am I the only Jerry Springer? Let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have tonight, folks. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. for two of you, sir. Yeah. Hey, Megan, yes. let me yes, ask you a question, because I'm always curious to see whether uh, two generations, what we might share or don't share. Do you know what, and I ask you the same question, you're from my generation. Yeah. Do you know what bird dogging is? Bird, bird dogging. dogging. In relation mm-hmm. to, in what context? In relation to uh, dating, let's say, okay. or to, do, do you know Do you know who the Everly Brothers are? I do. You remember yes. the Everly Brothers? Jerry, I, you remember the Everly Brothers. Yeah. Do you remember Bye, bye, love. That one. Bye, bye. And you oh, remember the song. Do we have to song? now pay for it? Because I, yeah. Yeah, yeah we now have to pay for it. No, <laughs> song that I clip. sing, we don't have to you pay remember for. the song yeah. Bird Dog? Yes. Okay, so I've heard of it before, Everly but Brothers I can't say that. that I know what So bird, bird dogging is. was in our generation yeah. mm-hmm. when you would go out on a date. You know, you went to a Catholic school and I across did. the street there was a girl, a girl school. I went to an Notre old girl school, yeah. Oh, so you weren't allowed to date. No, no. <laughs> across I, the street there was a boys Catholic school. There was. I bet you did a lot of gang dating. We did, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like when you yeah, go out see, in groups. You go out in groups. You dated gangs? I dated gangs. Yes, no, no, I did not date gangs. Um, no, but you would get together. This is great. Yeah. We got another topic for your other show. Call my, yeah, <laughs> call my show. This is wonderful. No, but yeah, yeah. no, we would go out yeah. in groups for sure. In groups. And well, so but, bird dogging was when you would go out like on these gang dates and a guy. You got to stop would, saying that. That does not sound no, right. I know. I, it's just the sound of it. It's like, whoa, hold on. So on these yeah. gang dates that you had said you yeah. went on, I didn't say I went on them. You You're said. Going in a bad direction. <laughs> yeah, I know. So a guy suddenly would, I feel at home. <laughs> bird dogging is when a guy who didn't have a date, yeah, uh-huh. in the midst of all of that chaos of these big gang date deals, yeah. would steal another guy's girlfriend or oh. date and take her home. Oh, yeah. did you do this a lot, Gene? I'm not saying that. I mean, <laughs> Let's just assu- like a tactic that you. I'm willing to bet, certainly not successfully. <laughs> yeah. The attempt was made yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just had that curiosity if that was something that's cross generations. It doesn't sound like well, it guys is. stealing other girls, other guys' yeah. girlfriends. Absolutely. Oh, no. yeah. oh, it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah. And that's Jerry's TV show. Uh-huh. Hey, let me uh, tell you yep. something. <laughs> the basis How of did it. This, uh, it's your fault. You know, we know. got. You know, we have this. We have the celebrity hotline, mm-hmm. and yes. this the celebrity hotline on the Jerry Springer podcast, Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery. Heard at jerryspringer.com or iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, yes. all these places. Get, we get a lot of calls, and we get calls from what I would consider significant people. Mm-hmm. So Governor Sarah Palin left a message you on said, our you celebrity said significant hotline. people. Yeah. Oh. And no, she's, I no wanna, she was, I wanna, uh, that's unfair. And, and she, you know, she lost her gig at, on Fox News. Yeah, she got fired, yeah. didn't she? She got fired, basically. Yep. Yeah. And she used to be an analyst, a political analyst. So it sounds like she's looking for work. And David, oh. uh, if you'll play that, please. Oh. And I want us to talk about it on the other side. Oh, that'd be great if she would call us. Hey, Jer, this is Governor Sarah Palin. You've probably heard I lost my analyst gig at Fox News. So now I'm looking for some hourly work, you know, because Bristol's baby ain't going to pay for itself. (laughs) So I was wondering if I could maybe get on with you guys. 
I listen to your podcast all the time, and I'd love to sort out this mess of an election. <laughs> Plus, me and Todd can even shred some cords if you need that. Hit me back, okay, Jer? Bye. Actually, we no, should. Yeah, actually, we should because it would give it, it's a nice dimension to this show because I'm obvious, you know, we're obviously way on the left, and then we have Sarah on the right. That would really work. No. I, uh, I'm I think thinking. Uh, no. 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 No, not at all. Are you nuts? Well, yeah, but because <laughs> pretty much she sucked at it. Well, you she, mean? Like, she got fired. She wasn't. She wasn't let go because uh, she was yeah, good. She, at yeah, her but job. if you're fired by so- well, Fox, that's a you know that's some a, a, a feather, a in, feather your in your cap. Your cap. <laughs> courage. What yeah, would no, you I don't, think? I don't see all right. Well, what if we had her and I could hit not her back better. tomorrow uh, when we're not on the air? What about? Hey, what if she did cultural analysis? <laughs> She's the E news piece of art. Yeah, she could be like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she could. She could uh, talk about the Kardashians. She yeah. could talk about everything that's not important. That would be great. Also, probably above. Why her don't level, we do but, it? You know, I'm serious. Why don't we do it? Okay. I will set yeah. that yeah. up. You and set then it up. we could have her periodically like come that, on. Though. I'll work with her people on that because yeah. that's kind of what you can I do. Keep her in. Like, Couldn't we get her to talk a little bit politically? Well, maybe we could. But, yeah. but, but we you want to do the, the, the culture? Well, that's stuff. fine. Yeah, I mean, why does she know anything about the culture? Why does she know anything about politics? I don't know. What is this? Tell you what, she can see Russia. She can't see. She's an international diplomat. Diplomat there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's another thing that happened too. I got. uh, You know, I went down to the Kim Davis trial that goes back a month or so, and while I was down there, I met a local who actually knows Kim Davis. Somebody who knows her from Moorhead, because that's yeah. kind of where her uh, clerk's office is. Kim Davis, this according to this woman, wondered if she and and says that she is a fan of our podcast Shut and claims up. that she listened to it while she was in jail for the six days. She listened right, to the. We have twenty one episodes yeah, up do. now, and she kind of went through the episodes. And I was well, wondering, she must have not been happy with the one I did on it. <laughs> Yeah, the last was at last. I think, yeah, yeah, that one wasn't up. She didn't hear the one we talked about. Yeah, Yeah, preceded that. That's good. But maybe we could have her. I was thinking maybe we could make contact with her because I have her phone number now to do some ads for us, some endorsements. Because we're now talking about doing ads. You're going to do, I think you said you were going to do Depends. This is the business plan. This is our business plan. We're friends here. You're on drugs. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Well, so, well, no, 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 no. Neither here nor there, but no, Kim Davis. So anyway, I'm going to make contact with Kim Davis, too. So we could have some pretty cool stuff coming up on that. Uh, Now, by the way, I got to tell you something. Uh, The promotion we're doing, or let's call it a contest on our website, Would You Like to Date Megan, is blowing freaking up. (laughs) I am getting contacts. I got a contact the other day, and I had a rather awkward conversation with Megan. A woman (laughs) submitted a form saying that she'd like to date Megan. And so I thought, well, I guess I got to call Megan up and take her temperature on that. Because I've never had that conversation with her. We have never had that conversation. (laughs) Have you ever had Jean take your temperature? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden. So anyway, so I called up Megan and she said, and, and you know, Megan being wonderful, Megan yeah. laughed and warmly said, I'm very flattered, but would you please tell her that I'm a straight woman? And so I've made contact and I'm going to deliver mm-hmm. that message. But then I got another contact from, and that was a person from another state, oh. three states away from here. Then I got a contact from a person named Greg 
who is uh, in this area. So I'm getting contacts from people who are really? around here and some people who aren't from around here, from okay. all over the place. And I beseech Greg, would you please come in? Because the way this process works, Jerry, is you and I are sort of like her crazy uncles, and we're going to vet these people. We are not going to let our dear Megan go out with some crazy person, some I psycho. Appreciate that. Yes, and and the, at the end, she has to work with them. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> at the end of the day, the winner gets a wonderful meal at a really cool restaurant yes. in this area. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I asked Greg if he would come in. He is in the audience oh. tonight, and I would like to bring oh. Greg over. Let's welcome <laughs> Greg. He's a brave oh. soul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit Greg down here in a microphone next to uh, us. And he Hi, combed, Greg. And you combed your hair and everything. I combed my hair and everything. <laughs> yeah, Greg has yeah. no hair. None. Yeah. <laughs> And Greg, but he, uh, has, but he has a goatee. He does have a goatee. So well, he's a to, cool guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, I mean, I've never yeah. met him before, but he's a cool guy. And doesn't look he, like a serial killer. He does not so. look in any way like a serial killer. Solid and, uh, so far. Way to go, Greg. And uh, Greg, uh, willing to tell us anything about yourself as much as you choose. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of the show. You know, I've, appreciate uh, that. Heard a, a lot about uh, Megan. Seems like a really nice girl, and yeah. uh, she is. <laughs> sounded like somebody I wanted to get to know, and. Uh, I'm I'm in the area, live uh, nearby, and just huh. uh, thought I'd. And uh, you're looking for someone to go out with and just establish a nice relationship and see where it goes, lot? see where it happens. Not a lot, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, what uh, does? Uh, and uh, would your wife be unhappy? But, 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 well, I'm making a joke. You, <laughs> wait, you really, yeah. you really, you you're married. We have a understanding shut up open relationship we're open oh. to free food <laughs> oh so hold on a second we, we heard a, we really like we had heard a lot about this auto's place we wanted to we thought that's the restaurant a we're chance. talking about it's really good Are restaurant you wait a second is your well, wife well, by any chance here tonight yeah how open is this well would she be willing to come <laughs> over here to the microphone too Th that's your maybe. wife over there that's a nice young lady would you would come, come here over? because maybe she you, would come over hold on were you aware that he was coming on this podcast to to try and get fixed up on a date? I actually thought we were on a date. <laughs> I thought we were coming for coffee. See, they shit. Now that's interesting. They, she thought they were on a date, but tonight really coming. you thought you were on a date tonight. And, and isn't this a version of gang dating? No, it's a version of the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> yeah. <what> it is. <laughs> well. I said we were big fans. Good boy, thank yeah. You didn't specify it was the television show. Well, congratulations. Or it was the podcast. Jeez, well, Megan, you've been punked. <laughs> You're kidding. Megan, maybe crazy. the next question is to you. Would you be comfortable going on a date with Greg and his wife? What is your first name? Sandy. Sandy, would you be willing to go on a date with you, Greg and Sandy? I'm going to have to say no. I, I'm, really, I'm, I'm sure you're lovely people. Otto's is right down the road. <laughs> you can make it there on your own. Appreciate the compliment, Greg. Sandy, I apologize. Well, <laughs> I see now. I I see, it's funny. I see it differently. I oh, think God. they should go on the finalist list. I think this from now on, on you list. will yeah, not. You guys are in charge. Gene, from now on, will not be the one vetting the people that want to go out with you. So Greg's right. on the finalist nice list. Nice job, Gene. Well, thank you, Greg and Sandy. Yeah. And um, Very kind of you to. And maybe. Oh. I mean, could there at least be a consolation prize? There's a new Wendy's. They did a new Wendy's <laughs> right I down the street. I hear there's a Chipotle going you're, on, too. We could, we could, I'll take you to Chipotle. How about that, guys? You're weird. <laughs> and how come I get their bad reputation? It's you. 
Uh, well, uh, it's you. It's yeah, it is. Probably You're is. in there too, Jerry. Let's let's not. Hey, Jerry. It. A different note. <laughs> a different note. Uh, and said, I mean, for me, uh, Yogi Berra uh, passed away yeah. uh, last week, and that was like the last piece of my childhood. Yeah. You know, because he was as a, you know, when I was a kid, Yogi Berra was my hero, and you know, I. There's a reason Yogi Berra became my hero, though, and I and I thought about it because this week I've been thinking about. You know, because I, I really got sad when he died. I mean, he's 90 years old, and he's become kind of a legend, even for people that uh, don't love baseball or certainly don't love the Yankees. When I came to America, I came to America when I was five and in, from England. And in England, they didn't have baseball. No one knew anything about baseball or, or American customs. So my first day to school in America in the first grade, my mom dressed me in what she thought boys wore at that time which was my blue shorts, a jacket, a bow tie, a beret, and knee socks. And I had a bloody Aww. British accent, and the kids beat the hell out of me and ripped my suit. <laughs> well, the next day I go to school, same thing happens. Now, I'm running out of suits. My mother's running out of sons. So she goes, <laughs> she goes up to David's house, who lived in the same apartment complex we did, and she, you know, David's apartment, and talked to the parents and said, what does Gerald have to do to be accepted here in America? You know, because he's scared to go to school. He gets beaten up every day. And somehow what my mom got out of it is that was really big in America was baseball. And remember, we're, this is New York, and it's 1949, and baseball was the only sport on television. And uh, in New York, baseball was everything because you had the New York Yankees, the Brooklyn Dodgers, and the New York Giants. So if you were a boy at that time, that's all you cared about was baseball. Your friends were based on which team you rooted for. We knew nothing about that. So my mother gets the message that baseball is big. She never even heard the name. She goes down to a department store in Queens, which was Gertz. And she goes to the department store and she buys me a, Yan a baseball outfit. She didn't know. It turned out to be a Yankee uniform, which is, and she says, Gerald, put this on. I'm five years old. I put on a little baseball uniform and I go to school and the kids don't beat me up. Nobody touches me. And I figure, what is this crazy country? But you wear this and it's okay. So every day to school in the first and second grade in Miss Leiter's class, I wore the Yankee baseball uniform to school. Every day, I was afraid to go to school. It smelled, so she had to get me another one because <laughs> one order had, always had to be in the laundry. Then I start loving baseball and paying attention and learning about the sport. I want to play in the Little League. So my parents still don't know anything about baseball. So I try out in the Little League, and my mother insisted, looking something up, that she wanted me to be a catcher because she says, Gerald... You'll be a catcher. The catcher wears a mask. He wears a chest protector. He wears shin guards. You won't get hurt. Aww, yeah. So that's how Yogi Berra became my favorite player because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but she thought, and obviously being catcher is the most dangerous yep. part about playing baseball, <laughs> but I had to play it because of Yogi Berra because a catcher wore a mask. That is so cute. And that is why I'm a Yogi Berra fan, and that's why I miss that he's gone, but people still want me to wear a mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's anyway, a really cute like story. I didn't know yes. that, Jerry. Okay, in the realm of politics. Right now, everybody is saying, Trump is saying it now, and Huckabee's saying it. In fact, all the Republican candidates are saying it. You know, this is their last-ditch effort. By gosh, we're going to lower taxes. We're going to cut back on taxes. That's mm -hmm. the answer to everything, which makes me think of why are we Democrats? 
Why are we liberal? And I think the reason we are is, is because if you're wealthy, you think you don't need government very much. If you're wealthy, you can afford your own school, your own house, your own transportation, your own recreation, your own doctor. So you figure, why should I pay taxes? I'm buying everything myself that I need. Well, that's great if you're rich. It's not very moral, but at least it, it makes economic sense. But most Americans aren't rich. So therefore, they need government services. In fact, if you take a look, it's almost without exception. The wealthier a community is, the more it votes Republican. That is the reason. There's a reason people are Democrats and Republicans, by the way. There is a philosophical difference. It's not just like choosing baseball teams, you know, and who you're going to root for. When you, you choose one party or the other, it's because philosophically you get the difference, or at least you're supposed to get the difference. So the lower you are on the economic scale in, in terms of the community, the more likely it is to vote Democrat, which is why inner cities vote 95% Democrat and wealthy suburbs vote 95% Republicans. So therefore, when people run for political office now, and they're doing it more and more today, and they're talking about cutting back the government and making government smaller and lowering taxes, what they're really doing is cutting services for the masses of people that need them. When you cut back government services, you're not affecting the wealthy. They don't need government services. You're only affecting middle and lower income people. That's why it is a sacrilege to say you love your country, but you're going to cut back on services that the American people need. And we have to just stop that. Stop cheering people when they stand up and say, by gosh, I'm going to cut your taxes. Like that's this wonderful, wonderful thing. It is not a wonderful thing if you're middle or lower income. Because trust me, when they cut back taxes, that is going to be less revenue, which means it's going to hurt the schools. It's going to hurt the transportation. It's going to hurt defense. It's going to hurt health care. It's going to hurt everything that you need every single day to exist. And one more thing, and then I'll quit on this. Nobody makes it on their own. When you're sitting at a dinner party and someone is saying at a conversation, let's say, come Thanksgiving, well, I'm tired of paying this. I made it on my own. Why can't they? Everybody makes it on the backs of somebody else. You could be the wealthiest person in America, but you didn't build the medical school. You didn't train the doctors. You didn't build the roads. You didn't build the airports that let your plane land. You didn't. Everything that we have in this country is because somebody else paid for it with their tax dollars. Everything. I remember Obama got in trouble several years ago when he said, you know, no one really makes it on their own. And how can you say that? That's the American dream. We make it on their own. Bull. That's not true. Yes, you should work hard. You should work hard and try to make your life better for you and your family. But never believe for a second that you did it on your own. You did it because everyone else or most other people sweated in the past so that you could have the life you now have. 
If you think you don't need government services, then don't dare get on a, a street paid for by tax dollars. If there's a fire in your house, don't dare call a fire department paid for by tax dollars to put out the fire. If you're in trouble, don't call the police to protect you that because uh, your tax dollars paid for those police. Don't complain if America can't defend itself because it doesn't have a military. Everything we get, you go to a restaurant, and you, you feel confident that the food won't poison you, a government worker made sure that the food is safe to eat, that the, the medicine you take is safe to absorb. All of this is done because people pay taxes to make sure it happened. And we have to be honest enough to stand up and say that and not get trapped by this political talk all the way, I'll lower your taxes, I'll lower your taxes. You don't want to support the government, then you're not American. This is the American government. Go, you know, be in another country that supports its people. This is America. You support the government. If you don't like the laws that we have, let's change the laws. But don't shut down the American government here in the United States of America. And please watch my show. It's on every day at 11 (laughs) o'clock. Hey, just take the I, wind out of so anything I say. It certainly can. Let's mix in some music, and we've. This is exciting because <laughs> we have a group, <laughs> and here we sit on the border of Ohio and Kentucky and Ludlow, Kentucky, at the Folk School Coffee Parlor. But in from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, a good distance away, is the Steel City Jug Slammers, and these. This is our first jug band, Megan and Jerry, and uh, th- that's pretty exciting. They've won the Minneapolis Battle of the Jug Bands 2015 winners. They you can't get on our show unless you do no, win it. No, we no. don't take people that come in second place. <laughs> in early 2015, they were on Prairie Home Companion. They, uh, their website is steelcityjugslammers.com, and we have Nick, Zach, Corey, Steve, Jared, and Jacob. So there are six members of this group, and uh, they put out a big sound. And if you guys will do a tune for us, we appreciate it. And we'll talk with you on the other side. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a song called "Bags and Quarters." <laughs> Now. In three months, did 
Thank you, Thank you folks. Woo Could you talk about your uh, instruments for people yeah. that are listening to it? Obviously, we have uh, the banjo there and the guitar. How is that banjo different than this one? Is it? Uh, well, we got uh, the normal plectrum banjo over here that yeah. only has four strings on it. Yes. This one is actually a mandolin, so it's like a oh, hybrid mandolin banjo, yeah. mandolin, banjo mandolin, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, great. A million yeah. and one names. <laughs> but this one's got eight strings, tuned like yeah. a traditional mandolin, but... A lot twangier and punchier and louder. So. Oh, what a great sound! And then you. you're you you're playing the jug. Oh yeah, just the yeah. normal normal old jug. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Run of the mill every day. So you jug. could play this in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some and anyone could learn to. I mean, anybody could do it. Well, I'm not suggesting <laughs> anybody. Could. We've actually don't, been don't teaching people do. lately how to no. do it. So. Did you play other instruments and then you decided? Uh, yeah, I played a lot of guitar and bass growing up, and then. The fellas started this band, and they were like, hey, we need a jug player, and How long? do it, and then I did it. And How I cool is that? We call it voluntold. <laughs> you were voluntold. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then the fellow in the back is playing the... Uh, yeah, the, ba- the washtub bass. The so washtub cool. bass. God, what a great sound. Just an upside-down washtub, rope, and a stick. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we started in 2012. Going on three years, I guess. Yeah. Three something. Years. What a great sound. That washtub base. That's cool. Good for you. <laughs> you guys do this full time? Uh, well, we, we try <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As much as we can. And uh, you just came off the road. You were out on tour for over a month, I think. One. Uh, that's right. We've been we've been touring a pretty good bit lately, going uh, back and forth up between the South and the Midwest. Basically, yeah. uh, we want to try to get over to the West Coast and more East Coast stuff. But really, we just kind of been doing the same old, same old, going kind of the same place. How'd you get into this? Into jug band. Uh, well, jug band music, I guess we kind of accidentally got into it through uh, traveling around. We all kind of uh, just decided to get in a van one day and hit the road and see what we couldn't find. And we were playing similar music. It was like acoustic and folk music. And uh, we met a lot of kids traveling in different bands that played similar music, jug bands, same yeah. instrumentation and everything. And, I, and when I started traveling, I was a drummer and I saw it and I was like, yo, how can I join in? And I was introduced to the washboard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. from the washboard, I went on to playing all yeah. these other jug band things, and we all eventually got together and started a, a band for jug band music because we all just liked it so much. What's your hometown? Uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. SteelCitySlammers.com, and that's where people can get your CDs. You got a new so, album yeah. out, a self titled. That's right. We got, a, we got an album out on uh, iTunes and on our website. You got a lot of links on there. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and different things yeah. like that. YouTube, we got music Let's say it again. There, you so. guys are great. People should go. The SteelCityJugSlammers.com is yeah. where you can w- find w- them. www.SteelCityJugSlammers.com. That's right. All right. We also oh, cool. got a new album coming out, uh, well, pretty soon, hopefully within the next month, month and a half. I don't know. Yeah. We'll keep pushing it back, but uh, it's going to be some new material. Okay. Great. Sounds good. Would you do a second song for us? Yeah, we'll do a original song of ours called She's Long Gone. We got a music video for this one on uh, YouTube if you, anybody wants to go look that uh, up. Oh, great. <laughs> Appreciate it. Boys, you ready? Uh-huh. I love my baby like no other I see it even when she don't come home But when it happens the other way around My baby, she'll be long gone 
It's a great sound, and uh, people can't see you. It's audio only, but you're a young group of guys. and uh, we're, we're, we're looking all right. They can't see how dirty we are. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, you're not looking that good, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, would you guys mind taking us out on Irene Goodnight? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. We appreciate it. It's pretty cool these guys just swap instruments all uh, yeah, around. Really, Everybody, yeah, yeah, we like to swap yeah. a lot. <laughs> Call it playing musical instruments. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's really... What a bunch. <laughs> and if you'll let him, Jerry Springer's going to take a oh, verse yeah. on this. Right, yeah, right. He'll well, pay you to do you that. Can yeah. Say no. yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Your, it's your show. I guess yeah. we'll let you. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.